Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics from weird science to everyday miracles. We feature interesting people, places, and ideas. This podcast is about getting curious, educating ourselves, and celebrating all of the wild, wonderful, and sometimes weird aspects of this world we share. The intent of the show is to open up our minds to new ideas in a fun and informative way, and ultimately help deepen our connection with ourselves, each other, and this world we interact with. If you like deep discussions and out-of-the-box topics, you are in the right place. Welcome. Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show. Today, I have a very special guest. So this guest, Kevin Lewis, is an old friend of mine who I our paths kind of went a little bit off from each other and recently have rejoined as is the mm. blessing of life. And we knew each other in the hair world. And now Kevin is working as a medium. He does psychic readings. He does healing work. And I'm not surprised by any of this because I've always known him to be a very beautiful, old, gentle soul. And so when I recognized that this is what he was doing now, I was, it just, for me, it was just like, yeah, that makes complete sense. So welcome, Kevin. I am more than happy to have you on this show today. Um, I would love for you to let the audience know, um, first of all, what is mediumship? Because I think that there may be some misconceptions out there about what it is. Awesome. First of all, thank you. Isn't it so great when we have those, like, we have those moments when we, it's like we meet our tribe, we meet our people. And then we do, and I don't know about you, but like recently, the people that, you know, maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, that, you know, you, you path, you, you're cross, you cross paths. And then it's like, you know, that these people are like really, um, special and <clears throat> I don't know but it's like recently the amount of people that are re-entering my life that I've met you know in the last decade is I can't even keep track it really has been um I don't know this movement of like this re um but I felt the same thing when I met you. I was like, you know, I think we only did a couple events together and we never actually even spent a huge, like we were, I don't even know if we worked on too many teams the same or, um, but I definitely, um, I always felt like I just knew you, you know, there was just that connection of like this knowing of like an understanding of other parts. Like you said, we met in the hair world, um, but oh my goodness, there's so much more. <laughs> I find it funny. I just, I think it's almost like a recognition. That's how mm. I feel. That's what the word that comes up to me. Almost like yeah. you said tribe. It's like a, yeah, I, I recognized you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing. We, like, we didn't know each other well. Yeah. But yeah, it was a recognition. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, you asked me what a medium is. Um, I'm, I, it took me a while to actually kind of figure it out because I just, you know, we, we hear these things about, you know, intuition and psychic and mediumship. Um, and to answer your question, mediumship would be, um, 
someone who has the ability to connect with the spirit world, um, to, um, to give messages to uh, their loved ones. Um, so the way that I kind of like, and this is just the way that it, it kind of feels for me, um, is I raise my vibration from kind of my <laughs> humanly <laughs> um, aspect of who I am. I raise my vibration to connect and as um, connect as the middle person, as the spirit world is somewhat lowering their vibration so that we can meet in the middle to um, really connect. And, and it's, it's really interesting because I used to, I used to pride myself on being right. You know, I battled with this ego of like being right and, and wanting to have all of these knock your socks off validations of names and dates and um, specific information. And that's, it's really important. It's a really important aspect of mediumship to get that, to confirm not only for the sitter, but for myself that I have a link with their loved one. But what I've discovered is it's the story. Um, it's the memories. It's capturing the essence of who their loved one was. That's the actual um, element of healing um, that can be done through the work. So it's like, I just think mediumship is, I mean, that's the gift. I look at what I do as the ability and it's like the gift comes in that unfoldment of um, having someone sit there and reconnect or connect with their loved one like they're still there because they are. And so, yeah, that's, to me, that would be my, um, my understanding and feeling on what mediumship is. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. But <laughs> no, it was beautiful. Um, we, and there's so much I want to talk about before I get into, because we had a little moment before the podcast where we talked. We did. <laughs> but there, and, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But Mm -hmm. the, when you said that you raise your vibration, um, mm -hmm. and that they lower their vibration to meet. And I thought that that was significant yeah. because, you know, I believe fully that that's what we are in essence is, is a mm -hmm. vibration. Right. And, and I think that that was the best way I've ever heard it explained in terms of how you connect. But I know that for me, anytime that I have felt guided in any way or in the deepest ways is when I have been in meditation or in right. a peaceful state, right? A peaceful vibration. Yeah. So I don't know. It just made sense to me that, and it was probably the best way I've heard it. I've heard it said. So thank you for that part. Yeah. Has so obviously that's been an ability of yours. Well, not obviously I know the story, but maybe you can let yeah. the listener in on the fact that this is something that you've had since you were, you were little. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my truth in it is that I don't know. And I mean, the childhood memories are like, I think I'm about three. I don't, I, you know I mean? I don't, I three or four somewhere in there. I actually have, you know, the vivid memories of, 
those kind of feelings. Um, but beyond that, or before that, I feel that it's a natural ability. And it took me a long time to actually even um, acknowledge that and actually like language that because it was like, um, I don't know, it's, a, it's one of those things that as you, as you look at, because I, I hear it often, um, and I don't discredit it when people say it's such a gift. It can be, um, but I also see the duality in it where it can really be, um, it can really be, you know, a, a, a tough thing to actually um, understand. Um, like there's, it, it, like in all things, there's the duality of it. And yes, I think the gift part, like I said, comes in the exchange and that connection um, versus, you know, it's some magic trick or, or, you know, something that, but I truly feel that um, I was born this way. Um, it kind of found me. I feel like now in reflection of where I'm at and my um, unveiling of this ability um, continues. It blows my socks off. You know, most sessions that I do, most readings that I do, I kind of walk away going like, wow, they've taught me another like layer to it. And so it's like this, you know, in it all, I feel like it's the remembering and it's the unveiling of something that by nature I have. And I think that in that um, people will really identify and, and, here's an example, like some people can like play a piano, they can practice, they can do all their grades in piano, they can, you know, they can do schooling and they'll be really good. Um, and then there's somebody who will actually just get on a piano and be able to like play and write and, and do all of that stuff with not a lot of like training. So I think that in mediumship, I think that we actually, I feel that we actually all have the ability to connect with our loved ones. And then I just think that it can look different. Um, and, and, and the, I don't know, the expertise, that's not, that doesn't feel like the right word, but the, um, the level of that can look different um, person to person. But I truly do. I think we all have the ability to, to connect with our loved ones. I think we overcomplicate it. We make it like, you know, that we're, that it's, sometimes we build it up where it's like, we think it's gonna have to feel a different way. Or it's like, this has actually been, I feel like I'm, I'm being prompted to share this right now. A few clients back to back came and their loved one was coming forward and their loved ones were saying the same thing. Um, tell, tell them that I hear them when they're saying that they don't feel me, they don't feel like they're in connection or they're not feeling connected anymore. And what came from it, and it happened about three readings in a row and what spirit was saying, and they all like they, you all, they all said the same message was that we sometimes make it, we want it to look a certain way that's so kind of like, like, wow, or kind of like a 10 out of 10, that we, we, we don't recognize the depth of our connection that is always there, that is always there, it always has been and always will be. And sometimes in that familiarity, we feel like 
because it's been so constant, and I'm not sure if this is making sense or not, but sometimes because it's so constant that we think that it has to look another way, that it, we're, we're missing it or we're not connected. But it's like, I, I just feel like the, um, what the truth is, we're never not connected. We're never not connected um, ever. You know, we're never in lack of, we're never like, you know, spirit is always there. Um, and sometimes we just get so used to it um, that, yeah. yeah. It reminds me when you're saying it, it reminds me of like, you know, having a loved one, like as in having a spouse, like my husband, he's always here. And sometimes, you know, taking it for granted, the relationship that we have, it's just, okay, we have the relationship, he's here. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if he's in the room. It doesn't matter if he's at work. The relationship is always there. That connection is always there. And mm -hmm. so it's almost like taking that for granted. That's how I'm hearing it. Mm -hmm. And that, and sometimes even, okay, so what I'm being called to talk about is the expectation aspect. I think mm -hmm. that um, in so many ways as human beings, we get caught up in the expectation of how things should be and we miss the gift of how they are, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, we can just even in terms of, um, we, have, we have our loved ones with us so much, right? Mm -hmm. of, our, of our, we, we make connections with our loved ones. And then if they pass, I think our society really has, um, I'm going to say it, the wrong idea about passing. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm fully accepting of passing either because it's hard. But, mm -hmm. you know, I believe that life, you know, we're born, that's a part of life and death is a part of life. And by holding on to this idea that because they're not in essence, they're not, they're not, or in, in body, that they're not here in essence when that is just not the case, right? It's, it's like, I think that if we could build relationships better with those that have passed, then we could have a softening of that, that expectation or a softening of that grief by allowing um, things to be the way that they are. So allowing the feelings to be, allowing the loss to be, and also acknowledging that there is a new relationship that's able to be developed. Does that make sense? Like I, that's, mm -hmm. that's what's kind of coming to my mind. It's funny. Cause as I'm talking, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Don't know if it's all coming out, but it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's the thing that people, they struggle in that, um, in their physicality, they are no longer here. That's where someone like me would like, I can, I saw spirit like in their physicality, like I would see you sitting here. I like, I just, that, that was something that was normal to me. Um, it's, it still is normal to me. <laughs> um, so in that, when people are not able to see their loved ones in the, in, in, in the physical, it's like, we have to then go to different places to actually, you know, to really, um, like tune into the senses that are like, you know, cause the human aspect of who we are is always going to talk us out of it where they're going to, it's going to go like, Oh my gosh, that was a coincidence. I made that up. Like that must be like this, like that, like no, 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 no. So much resistance, but it's, it's interesting. in what you said, the relationship part of it time and time again, the relationships that 
continue and develop between someone who is um, grieving the loss of their loved one enhances to, and these are clients that share, better than they ever had here on earth, on the earth plane with them. And that's the beauty of it where in spirit, when, when spirit transitions, they have, um, they have their review period where it's like um, they get to see and we put time on it, but let's just say in a period of time, they get to see the review of their life. So every single um, aspect of, of a decision they made, the impact that they made on someone, how it felt, all of the emotion, they review that all and then they let it go. So what's so curious, a lot of times I'd be like, you know, because people have had hard lives and they, you know, I was sharing with you before we started this is that, you know, a client uh, that I had somewhat recent, they were not excited. <laughs> I was excited to bring through, it was their mother and they were not excited. They were, they were in a place where they were angry and they were pissed off and they actually didn't want, they had their list of like, I want to speak to this person or this person. And who comes through is who comes through. And in that, by the end of the reading, by the end of the session, um, you could feel um, the energy within their relationship lighten, shifting. So that the ability for spirit to show up, they're just an, an expression of love. They don't even come with, and I know this is a hard one and people might have different, but they don't even come necessarily with like, I'm sorry that I did this. I'm sorry that I did that because they're aware, they acknowledge, they take full responsibility, but they're not caught up in the emotion like we are of it. And so in that, I find, Stephanie, that the, the ability to actually strengthen the relationship with our loved ones that have passed when things are not, you know, great is, it is so common with people. I, I mean, I, and I love that. I love that. Um, I love that. I, as I, yeah, as we talked about that before you came on in terms of the relationship and I fully believe everything you're saying uh, it's resonating so much with me because mm. I truly believe I keep saying to myself anytime I have a say disturbance or a preference or a judgment on something I feel like something has someone has done you know mm. I'm thinking oh they shouldn't act that way or they're not helping themselves by doing this um and I let it go as much as I can because I believe that Everything that we do and that happens, happens for us. Mm -hmm. And whether the lesson comes to us now or it happens at the end of our life and we say, oh, that's why, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I think that every one of us will come to acceptance at some point. Mm -hmm. I think my goal in life is to come to acceptance in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I'd like to have as much acceptance now. I don't know why I'm about to cry. It's almost like, wow. Okay. Mm. theme of the day here. Whoa. <laughs> Acceptance mm. has been the theme of my day. But yeah, I think um, my personal goal is to have as much acceptance of my life as I can now so that I can enjoy this life as much as possible while I'm mm -hmm. here. 
instead of having the resistance that you talked about, um, which has been the majority of my life, I felt resistance mm-hmm. and, and very little acceptance. And so I'm, tr- I'm doing my best to kind of turn the tables on that because I'd like to have it while I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be great as much as I co- can. I understand there's a growing process and I understand <laughs> there's no like getting there, but I feel like it'll happen for all of us. But some of us, it happens on, on our passing mm-hmm. that acceptance, you know, so yeah. some people live their lives, their whole lives with resistance, resistance to what is resistance to how they feel resistance mm-hmm. to their relationships, just a resistance to life in general. Um, for whatever their reason may be, because there's a million and one reasons. And so when you were talking about that, that's what resonated with me big time today. Because again, I just, I feel like when, um, when they reach that realm, when any of us um, are able to pass on and pass into that realm again, because I feel like it's an again, Mm -hmm. but that's my personal opinion that um, yeah, we get a moment. We get, we get, we get that moment of just pure being. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm, I love the, I love the energy around um, just sitting with like how you language that was really beautiful, first of all. Um, and just sitting with that acceptance. And, and I mean, I'm checking in with spirit um, at the same time. And it's like, what they're showing me is we all have that. And it actually is really simple. <laughs> It's a really simple choice that we have. And it's like, it's so simple that it's like, it's sometimes impossible in this humanness of us because it's like, you know, they're saying that it's the surrender. If we go to that place of surrender where it's like, we take, a, um, and maybe we're going a little woo woo, but here we oh, go. It's like, if we, <laughs> if we step out of like, Kevin, the constructs of who I am as a human being. And we go into that place of knowing, which is the spiritual aspect of who I am, and that I always have been and always will be. If I take that place, there's nothing but love and acceptance, surrender. And it's like, uh, how do I language this? It's like the observer. It's like we can we can almost, I don't want to place it, but it's almost from the outside, kind of watch what's unfolding in our humanness and in our spiritual and all the aspects of who we are um, with such grace and with such love and with ultimately nothing but acceptance. You know, we make it so difficult. Um, but they're saying that it's literally just a choice that we have because what's stopping us in any given moment, what's really stopping us from accepting. I have, so just to give the background of this, what I'm about to say um, and how much it's really the, the, obviously the uh, theme of my day, Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a podcast that people can listen to at any point, but it's, so it doesn't matter about time here, but the, uh, you know, so this morning I was listening to Michael Singer, Mm. who is the author of the untethered soul. So I was listening to him on YouTube and I was listening to his session about talking about, um, basically we are a, um, duck on water 
a duck that can fly but doesn't fly who sits on water and is trying to stop the waves like you know just the waves keep coming and the more they do the more waves that come Mm -hmm. right so that's the resistance it's like pushing against the fact that there's waves and the waves can be whatever you want it to be most times Mm -hmm. for me i think of the waves as emotion right Mm -hmm. so the you know trying to push away the emotion but then we create more emotion by pushing it away and i also always myself have equated it to and when you said this i never equated it this way i i always thought of it like floating on top of the surface right so when we're floating on top of the surface that's where the least resistance is and so um i always feel like the most resistance is when we pull 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 ourselves we 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 end up sinking ourselves deeper into the emotion just by uh being more upset about the fact that right now, uh, this is not what I want to be happening. And so I think of the million and one ways in which it should be better than what it is right now. Like this shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be driving that way. I'm going to be late. And so, and then I just sink myself further and further down. But when you said, when you were talking, the first thing I thought was dead man's float. Mm-hmm. What if acceptance is dead man's float? And that just wow. resonates so much with me because we're talking about, you know, passing, we're talking yeah. about past, but what if that's what comes naturally to them? They can, the ease of just laying there is mm-hmm. there is no resistance, but what if that's available to us? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if that's available to us right now, if we just float? I mean, and that's, I mean, it's, it's that simple that we do have that ability regardless of our circumstances in any given moment to shift our perspective. And that's, I mean, that's easier said than done. I struggle with that. Like, let's be honest. I struggle with that. I mean, sometimes on a daily, but I know that I do have the ability to shift that perspective in any given moment. It's like, it's, it's so simple, but it's not always easy. Yeah. Right. No, no. The practicality of it is like, yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I wonder wonder if it's like our, not, I wonder, I truly believe it. It is what Mm. I think that we've gone down a path of, of training, like human beings training one another in almost like the wrong way. (laughs) Like almost like we're we're misguided ourselves by like (laughs) free choice, you know? And so, and so everybody's trying to do the best that they can and everybody's doing like, they're doing their best to say, raise their children or, and I don't have children, Mm -hmm. but I believe that we all raise somebody. We all, we all yeah. influence people, right? So we're sure. doing our best to influence each other. And we've just got that influence. I think we got the wrong idea. You know, <laughs> I, I really do. Like, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of just, um, it could be for me, what the, the words that are popping up are like things like success, you know, our idea mm-hmm. of what success is. Um, but then there was the other side of it, Kevin, and this is totally not like it, we've got on this episode. I wanted so much and we will talk about your business and where people. Oh, I am fine. Like I love this. This is beautiful. <laughs> but I, I feel like um, not just with success, but also with the fact that um, there's two parts of us, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we, I do believe we were given imagination for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that that gift of imagination was given us to us to create. Like, I truly believe that each one of us is meant to create something, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it be, um, we were brought on this planet to create a beautiful relationship with a child that then grows up to be a, um, well-adjusted human being, which 
wow, if you can do that, good job um, <laughs> in this environment. But, you know, every one of us is here to create something, to, to leave our little mark on the world. And I think that part of that is evolving and wanting to succeed in something. But I think where we went, have gone wrong is what our our idea of success is. Mm. I had a client, as I was going through, I had this awakening uh, uh, moment there in October where I did a meditation and I came out of the meditation feeling love, Kevin, beyond love. Wow. You know, I felt for three days, I felt so much love. There was not one human being who I could even have a thought about that wasn't love. Wow. And that's not something I feel every day. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I love you all, but I don't always feel it. Not every day. Right. (laughs) And so I had this conversation with a client Uh. who, um, while I was in that state of love, I had this conversation with a client and I was just trying to explain it to her. And this is a hair client. And she said, Stephanie, if everybody, she's very corporate, by the way, she said, Stephanie, if everybody felt like that, then we would all just go to Costco and we would buy everything. We wouldn't give a shit about our finances. We wouldn't give a shit about life. And I I laughed and I was like, and I just recognized, I felt even deeper in the moment of love because I recognized Mm -hmm. No, actually, we would do things out of love. Mm-hmm. We would, you wouldn't want to buy everything in Costco because you wouldn't need anything. Mm-hmm. All you would need is to benefit humankind in any way you could. That's all you would want to do is to help yourself, help others in any way that is humanly possible from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And so the world wouldn't stop. The world wouldn't, economy wouldn't stop. We would just, if we could get to that place, and I'm not, I'm going like real woo woo here now because I'm not in that place all the time. I'm only, I've been, mm-hmm. it was in that place for three days in October. But mm-hmm. if we could be more often in that place, the world would function in a way that was more loving. Mm-hmm. And I would just, I would just love to see what happens for myself because we were talking before this. And, um, and thank you for giving me the space to talk so much about it, but mm-hmm. we were talking before this about me and, and, and about how I really want to do the inner work for myself so that, cause I know that that's really the only way that I can help anybody else is doing mm-hmm. the inner work for me first, like focusing on me first. And so that's what I've been really trying to do is, is just go inside as much as possible and to feel that place of love as often and as much as possible. And to your point about resistance, it's simple, but it ain't easy, Karen. I know. Yeah. It's not easy. <sighs> I mean, there's so much in what you just shared. Um, hmm. How that lands for me is it's almost single-handedly been my biggest struggle my entire life is that um, back and forth. And I've, I've identified it as the human aspect of who I am and the spiritual aspect of who I am. And I, I just like, I just love being in the space of the spiritual aspect of who I am. And so when you talk about that, like being in the love to, for me, it's, that's the true nature of who we are. And as our humanness 
takes over, we go further away from that. It's still there. It's still a part of us, but we just don't spend as much time. And I, I just feel like so many times in my life, like being, you know, further than I could like further on the meter of human than I, you know, and spirit being so, you know, and just on the other side of it, just in, in a simple conversation with somebody like this, um, in a, in a simple gesture, um, in something that happens, it can shift you to that place of love instantly. And so, I think it, I think like I'm sure like people must be able to relate with that. And I mean, I could be wrong, but um, I think that that's a real big struggle is that that place. Could you imagine a world if we lived in that place of, of, of spirit and love? And like you said, that knowing of abundance and that we would not be without and there wouldn't be the, the chaos and the and the upset and and. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, it makes me think like, wow. Yeah. You said the word chaos and that's something that came to me in a big way. It's not like the first time I heard the word chaos it was only a couple of weeks ago, but the first time it resonated with me, I was uh, doing an IGTV live or whatever. And it just came out of my mouth, but in a way I'd never thought about it before. And what I recognized in that moment was that feeling of resistance was chaos mm. for me. Mm. So there was calm and chaos. Those mm. were the dichotomy of the world is what I yeah. saw in that moment. And we are, by resisting anything that is, we're choosing the chaos. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because I, and I, as talking to your, you know, to your point about humanness, it's like right now I get it. People are feeling like the rights are taken away. You know, mm -hmm. um, our world is so different. And I'm not saying I don't take any side on this whole matter when it comes to pet the pandemic. And, but just, there are people out there who are protesting. And for me, I'm just like, and for any reason, doesn't matter if it's for the pandemic, doesn't matter what it's for, but to protest anything like that, I keep thinking in my mind, I'm like, there must be a time when we need to protest. But then the other side of me says that the play, the way to protest is to be calm mm. and to accept. Mm -hmm. And that's not to accept imprisonment, but it's to accept. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is, but mm -hmm. I just know that it's not accepting of imprisonment. It's accepting of the fact that we are free no matter what. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, it, I mean, that resonates so deeply. And I, you know, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with the four agreements, but I feel like if there was a fifth agreement, it would be, you know, just doing everything from that place of love. And that's it. No matter what side we're, we can feel like we're so separated and that's just the constructs of like, uh, of our, our minds and all of that. We're so, we're so connected that it's like, um, just to make the point that in everything that we do, we can still do that through a demonstration of love. And things are not, as we know, people are not, are not choosing that. And that's the thing. We are, our choice at the end of the day 
although however individually we've been impacted, we still have a choice and we still have the ability to do things in a way that's a demonstration of love, regardless, you know, we don't even have to weigh in on what side, you know, we are. It's like, because out framing from that, it's all, it's all one. We're not disconnected from it. We're all, you know, we're all a part of that. And it's like, yeah, I think, you know, I, I heard you say the word choice in it. And I, I feel like that, that's, you know, we have that ability. We can choose, you know, how we're going to do things in life. And, you know, we can in that it's like the trickle effect effect of we're creating our reality. You know what I mean? Like, what, what are we creating? What are we standing for? What are we like, you know? Yeah, it's, and yeah, things get, things do get tough, but we can, um, yeah. I love what you said. I feel like I want to finish your sentence. You said things yeah. do get tough, but, and I want to finish that with something that you also said, which is we can outframe, mm -hmm. which is something that I think you've said multiple times in different ways in this conversation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think that we get to your point, and you're just helping me to have such a big realization right now, but we get so caught up in our humanness. We do. Yeah. And in our preferences. Yeah. And in how we believe life is supposed to be. Yeah. That we get, we don't see how life is, mm -hmm. which is if we get out of our own humanness and we watch every other animal on this planet, mm -hmm. they automatically stabilize. Like they, they're, they, we see in them that their default setting is calm, mm -hmm. right? We all have moments where there's going to be chaos. Life creates chaos. So in order for us to evolve, right. And grow mm -hmm. and things like that. And I do believe that to be true too, but an animal will shake it off, literally mm -hmm. shake it off. And then that's left there. And then they're able to just be. And so I think that we cause a lot of our own resistance by, mm -hmm. by just getting caught up again in the way we view things. And back to the whole point of this whole conversation, I think, is the way we view things is we adopted that viewpoint from other humans. Right. Like you said earlier, it's like the, you know, things are happening to me versus things are happening for me. And with yes. that, how we, how we, how we operate in the world, it's like, we can literally look outwardly with, um, we can live our day in day out with, a with a mindfulness of gratitude, or we can look down that other side of like, poor me. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes life is really fucking tough. And I get that. We've all had our experience where things are messy and we're in the upset of it all. And it feels like, you know, a, one after another, but in it, there's always room to be grateful. And I truly believe that I truly, it's more than a belief. I know that, that we can, we can find that place of gratitude. We don't have to look past our own like neighborhood where it's like things, you know, we live with such privilege. We live with such abundance and not everybody does. But in that, I have a friend who works, uh, um, she has a foundation that she works with um, children in Africa. 
And the love that is there and the, the gratitude and the abundance, like in comparison to what they have or what we have, it's like, it's not even comparable, but the amount of um, love and gratitude that these people have with what they have or don't have is like, I just, I just, oh, I just strive for that in my life. There is a, one of my clients one time, hair clients, um, and she told me a story and I keep coming back to this story because it's so relatable. She, her grandson loved dinky. So he got his first dinky, right? He might've been two or three. I don't remember. What's he got a his dinky? first dinky. What's that? What's a dinky? Oh, a toy car. <laughs> Okay. Is that like a Newfoundland thing? Yeah, a dinky. It's a toy car. <laughs> Not that could go anywhere. So he got his first little miniature car, aka dinky. Yeah. <laughs> and he loved it so much that if for the next occasion, over the next little while, he kept getting more and more cars, little toy cars. And then the next, uh, on a visit after this, his grandmother comes and she sees that he's not playing with his dinkies. And she says, you know, what's going on? How come you're not playing with your toy cars anymore? And he said, Nanny, I have too many. I don't know which one to play with. Oh, wow. And for me, that was the, a huge aha moment to say, mm -hmm. That's what I, another problem I think that is with the world. It's like the more we have, and not for everybody and not in every sure. instance, right? I mean, there, there are people who have plenty and appreciate plenty and give plenty and, you know, and, and are so altruistic. However, I would say that there are many, um, including myself in areas of my life where I have many and I don't appreciate the many. Yeah, the innocence of that child, you know what I mean? To have those, um, oh, to have those eyes and to have that heart and that openness of, you know, to be that innocent and, um, uh, yeah, I just find that such a beautiful, I love that story. Me too, it really resonated. So I also want to get a little bit more back on track too, because this, this conversation has been beautiful. <laughs> I know it's been beautiful. I, I love it. And I just believe that it, that somebody somewhere is going to get something from this conversation. And if it, that's someone somewhere is me, Agreed. <laughs> Mutual. Is, then that's yeah. great. <laughs> um, but in terms of psychic ability, so, um, you know, mediumship, you described that beautifully. Um, psychic ability, ability. I'd like to talk about that for a second, because mm -hmm. I've been told that that is my gift by previous, um, you know, healers and people, whatever. Um, however, I personally have never explored it. Number one. And number two, I don't know a whole lot about it. And so maybe you could help myself and the mm -hmm. listener. What is, what would psychic ability be? Yeah. So I'll, I'll start with the intuition and this is kind of like, I mean, this is my, this is my feeling on it or my um, explanation or definition, if you will. But intuition would be, because these words get used and they get intermixed and, and kind of like, but to clarify, intuition would be um, information that you would know about yourself. So in that gut feeling, um, intuition actually has to do with yourself. Psychic 
would be information that you could energetically pick up on somebody else. So you would work through some of the, the clairs, your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your clairsentience, um, and, and be able to connect with someone else's energy to provide information on that. So it's like, um, oh, for example, I'm just trying to keep it simple, but it's like, you've been thinking of this person, you know, like all morning, um, just like nonstop. And then, you know, at 12 o'clock rolls around and they're calling you. That would be an indication of that psychic ability, that connection with kind of their energy, that knowing, however you want to like language that, um, that could be an example of psychic work. Um, I mean, beyond that, the psychic, like if you're doing a psychic reading with someone, it would be more things, um, and I feel like I, I want to add this, the ethics around it, um, are non-negotiable to me. So it's like the, the information, like sometimes I, I cringe when people will say like, oh, um, as a, a working medium or a, a psychic, they will say, do you wanna know everything? And I don't think, I think we have to be really responsible in the information that we're sharing with people. And that I, I actually know that all the information that we get doesn't mean we actually should give it. Um, so not to get too off track, but the check-in for me is, is this coming from a place of love and and here's the thing, you never want to give someone information that would be fear-based. So anything, you know, like when, if you're in a, if you're in a reading and there's something that, that really is uncomfortable and or fearful, you should get up and ask for your money back or not pay and walk out of there because spirit will never, ever give someone information that is fearful. So I were, I've worked with and, and been around some of the best psychics who they don't even say, like if someone's going to give you a reading and they're going to say, you know, especially in future kind of prediction work, I like to focus on the now within psychic uh, reading. So just to, to back up a little bit, a psychic reading would be things people would come to you for, you know, information about their career information about maybe their spirit guides, information about their finances, information about, you know, certain things in their life. Um, I don't know if I said relationship, but relationships, whatever. But, and I lost my train of thought with, with that, but it's like, um, unless someone can give you, uh, you know, a six month down the road, if you get on, you know, this number bus at this time and you're sitting on the four seat on the right hand side and you see this, like, unless they can give you that 100% specific, uh, like, like prediction information, then I feel like it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe that doesn't resonate with everybody, but I think like the um, the psychic part, um, and here's the thing, we all have psychic ability. So every, every one of us has the ability to intuit and to have um, psychic information. 
what everybody doesn't necessarily have is, and I say that and I kind of go like, uh, as I'm saying it, I'm changing my mind a little, but it's like mediumship would be very different. So all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums per se. Um, but yeah. I read tarot. So, and that has only mm. happened um, in the past, well, since the beginning of the pandemic, really, I picked up a deck that a client had given me a while back and I just said, oh, let's try this out. And it really resonated. But when I read tarot for people, same thing, I never, ever give any information that could lead them to a fear, I love the way you said it, to a fear-based mm. um, conclusion. Mm. I don't believe that. I don't believe in that because I believe in hope. Mm-hmm. so I will choose the most hopeful outcome and if there's in the cards if I don't see a hopeful outcome I will I want to say I will intuitively find one <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. I will there is I will always leave them with a message of hope because yeah. to your point I feel like it's unethical to implant fear in people in general that's for what purpose yeah for what see purpose? I mean I mean, that's just at that point, I think the point of difference there is the, when it does come out in the fear base information, we have misinterpreted that information and that's actually not our job. You know, the more and more that I work with spirit, it's like, I just deliver the information and I try to, to really remove my interpretation and my like humanness and what it actually means to me um, to just deliver the information. And that is always of love. Like I know, and sometimes things can feel uncomfortable. Um, and sometimes people don't want to necessarily hear the information that's coming through. But there is a, I mean, I'll, I'll be this bold anything that's not of love and anything that leaves someone feeling, feeling fearful, that is not working with spirit period. To me, that's non-negotiable. Like no one's going to change my mind on that. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more. And it's to the point back to life is happening for us, not to us. I mean, if you're, if, you know, if we're going to create by sharing anything and that's even goes with my coaching, Cause you know, when I, when I coach people, um, I feel like if I don't coach from a place of love and from a place of hope and from a place of seeing them for who they really are and who they really can be, I have no right to coach them. Mm-hmm. And so I often have to check my ego. Like so many times I have to check my ego and I have to check, like if we have a past relationship, I have to check that too. Like my past expectations of them. Cause if I can't see mm-hmm. past what they've done in the past, I have no right to coach. Yeah, I love that. And so I feel like that's, and that's actually, that was shared with me by Johnny Stellato, who I'm sure you're wow. um, familiar with, who is a writing yeah. coach. And I've had him on this podcast and interviewed him on my IGTV a couple of times, but he really brought that home to me and it came back. It's, it's circled back a few times and mm-hmm. it's circled back with me watching other people coach some people when I know they're coaching from a place of ego, which mm-hmm. Kevin, don't get me wrong. I get caught up in my ego all the fucking time. <laughs> like she is strong. Uh-huh. Um, um, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what's interesting, you know. I, I think there's um 
Oh, I had a, a, I was listening intensely to what you were saying. And so I sometimes like a, 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 an idea or a thought will pop in and then it's like, I'm listening. So it's like, it leaves me. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> but what was I, where was I going with that? The, um, oh, a friend asked me yesterday, um, it, what you were talking about, actually, it, 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 it kind of aligns with this. I think they asked me, they said, well, when people come for a reading, what are they, what are like, like, what are they actually looking for? And I went like, I don't know if I've ever actually been asked that. And so I said, well, without a doubt, they're looking for, for validation that their loved one is okay. That's first and foremost, but on the heels of that, and this is to just kind of add to what you were saying is they are looking and especially now I've been doing this work for, I mean, my whole life, but professionally, I would say for the last five years in a really, you know, different way, a lot more active. Um, and they are second to, to, to wanting to know that their loved one is okay. They are looking for a sense of hope and more so than ever, you know, in these times, people are grasping for a sense of hope um, in, in, in their life. And I just feel like, uh, I feel the responsibility. There's such a huge responsibility doing this work and I don't take it lightly. And it's, I feel like they're, Another question that somebody, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm meant to share this right now, people sometimes think like, um, I, I remember when I first started this, I, I, you were talking about ego and it's like, I pretended that this didn't affect me, you know, that I was so comfortable, you know, talking about people that had passed, um, that I was so comfortable with all of this stuff. And I was lying to myself. Because I would in the, you know, in the privacy of my own, you know, life, I would crumble, you know, each story, each like each interaction, each session that I did impacted me deeply. And so there was learning in it to kind of um, protect myself and, and keep myself um, separate as separate as I could within what their what was their energy and what was mine. But I recently got really honest that it's like, I am not comfortable with, 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 we call it death. I don't believe, I think we, you know, we, <laughs> there is life after life. That's what, what my job is, um, is to prove if you will. And so I don't even like saying the word dead or death. Um, but in that it's like, I have had to get really real with how uncomfortable I am around it. And it was this kind of like, wow, it, it let me, it kind of like, it shifted me. Um, it shifted me in a really big, big way, just acknowledging that, that it was, um, that that was actually something that I kind of suppressed for quite some time doing this work. So yeah, I don't know if that's off topic, but. Um, no, it's not. I had this thought earlier and I'm having it again now. And it's the thought that, um, my ramble earlier was about the fact that we're in a relationship with people. And what I wanted to say was physically like, okay, so my husband's at work right now and I'm home, but I don't doubt our relationship because he's at work and I'm at home. He doesn't have to be mm. my physical presence is the point for me mm. to doubt that he's there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the same thing with spirit, but we sometimes forget it. It's like they're in our physical 
they're because because they can't text us back mm. because they can't you know in that way but i i feel like thank god for people like you because that's how as you were speaking i thought the words they can't text us back and then i thought that that's what kevin does oh interesting wow like you know that's where you come that's where that that availability to the validation, like you said, it might not be a direct text back, but you can mm-hmm. help to create a link that allows people to have the validation that, you know what, they're still there. Before we mm-hmm. came on, you actually, um, you, my, my, you said my grandfather came forward mm-hmm. and that was full circle for me in this, in today. And I got really emotional before we started the podcast. And I said, well, we got to roll this podcast, right. which is probably why it went so deep today. Cause I don't think any yeah. other podcast I've ever done has gone this deep. Although, you know, they, they tend to get a little, <laughs> um, but it's because you validated for me from the mm-hmm. presence of my grandfather who had in other moments of my journey, he had, whether he would be in person or symbolically has been a part of my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And you validated it when we were talking about my healing work. And so for me, um, that was my text message that I needed mm-hmm. today. Right. Oh, wow. They can't, they can't, you know, they're not here physically and they can't give us validation, but they can though. They can give us validation. Yeah. It's just sometimes, like you said, and I don't know if you said it on here, or if you said it off air, but you said about how, you know, it's those moments that we keep on saying to ourselves, we, we have self, we have doubt about it. It's like, Oh, that, that was a sign. No, it wasn't. That could, that was just, that was just coincidence. Right. It's like, yeah. why can't we just let it be a damn sign? Did it make us feel yeah. good? great? It made us feel good. And is it wrong to feel good? No. You know what? It's not wrong to feel bad, but what is wrong is to feel worse, to make us ourselves feel worse. So Mm -hmm. any, I feel like anytime we have a moment to do dead man's float and we're floating away and, you know, life is, is good. And we have a moment of validation and we're just, you know, Mm -hmm. loving the dead man's float. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh no, no, no. I don't have any right to be floating here. Now I'm going to, I'm going to worry some more. You know, yeah. I just feel like that those are the moments where we've, we turn the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I think we learn to do that. We learn worry. We learn all these things and we learn or we unlearn how to just accept that they, they're, they're there, there's signs, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's hope, there's all of these beautiful love messages whether they're physical or Mm non-physical and we are not choosing to tune into them as often as we could be. And I sometimes wonder if spirit is just like face plant (laughs) smack, like (laughs) they are, they are people. Do you not like, we are throwing you like I saw a meme of like a spirit guide being like, you know, throwing a a dime and a butterfly and a dragonfly Mm. and everything at somebody. And then, you know, the person being like blindfolded to it and then being like, Oh my God, I just gave you every sign you asked for. And yet you still don't believe that I'm here. Yes. Um, And so it's perfect. Stephanie, you have, I mean, you even saying in the, like, they, they can't text message us. What's so perfect 
They have, I have clients that have actually, like I always encourage clients to, first of all, they record their sessions. Second of all, I get them to keep their cell phone on. And in the moment of like, I've had personal sessions where people have in the moment we have brought through like a loved one and, you know, just the timing of like a ding on the phone or like a text message from someone that we've been talking about even further, clients have shared and people have shared colleagues about where people have passed and then they've received these messages and electronically, they actually have that ability. So it's like, in this work, I feel like I learned to, I'm a perfectionist by nature and I like to do things perfectly or I don't like to do them. And this work has shown me that I have to be so vulnerable and I have to be so okay with literally risking making myself look like a total ass, <laughs> being totally wrong, being totally vulnerable. And in that, the, the love and support that spirit will have for us is unwavering. The level of trust that comes from just like just allowing, and we all have the access to that. And it's like, it's gonna look, which is so beautiful, it's gonna look different for everybody. If we could stop the comparison, if we could step out of like, you know, how this person does it or trying to emulate that and go to that place. And I think this is how we started where it was like, I think this was actually part of your grandpa's message is that if we could just go inward and we can get silent, and we can sit with ourselves and find that place where we can identify and recognize the true nature of who we are. That's where it is. And if we could live this in our day to day, because that's the thing, the, the mediumship work that I do, I don't want it to just be... Um, in the sessions. I want this to be when I'm standing behind the chair. I want this to be when I'm shopping at Costco. I want this to be in my relationship with my partner. I want this to be in my friendships with you. I want it to be in all aspects of my life, you know, and we have that ability. And so it's like, I just invite people to really um, take a moment and, and, and just, you know, if I could, if there's a starting for, a point for people just to sit and whether it's for two minutes and letting go of the, like, somebody once told me, they said, you, you know, cause people will often say, well, I try to sit and, and if you want to call it meditation or sitting in the power or just sitting still or in that mindfulness, but you get too busy in your head, stop judging unless you're completely enlightened or your past, you're always going to have thoughts in your head and that's okay. What comes in between of those thoughts is where the magic lies. And so I just invite everybody. Um, and I hope that this resonates with your viewers. Um, but because I, 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 I know, I just know that it resonates with um, between you and I, we just, we, we get it. And that's the thing. If we can, um, if we can step past the self-judgment, and just um, be open to the receiving and accepting things for how they, they really are. Um, like you said, like the signs that we have, our loved ones try 
endlessly. And we just don't sometimes, <laughs> we're just sometimes really distracted. And that's okay. Um, but those moments are, they're not far and few between. They're, they're on a daily. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just really, um, yeah, it's just really such a, it's within us all. I know that to be true funny how we look so much outwardly for that validation mm -hmm. when it's all in yeah you know it's it's there waiting for us yeah that's the full circle that's the acceptance you know we look and that's the same thing we were talking about that before we started this and that's it we look for the outward validation you know external and all of that and that's that's wonderful I think that's important um but where it really lies and where I think it actually matters most is within you know, if someone once said to me, like, I always, I was always of the mindset that it was like, we're this human body and our spirit lives inside. And recently somebody said, and you know, it's just that, that gentle um, flip of perspective that we're inside our spirit, you know, just a totally different way of thinking. And it, I was just like, it was one of those aha moments for me. I was like, I just knew it. I just knew it to be true, you know? Yeah. It's within Kevin, us this all. has been a beautiful conversation and I mm -hmm. can't wait for another one. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. I um, love it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, for which we will do another one. Um, mm -hmm. And I want the listener to not to have to listen to this um, in five different occasions. So that's why I'm going to selfishly not unselfishly, I mean, because selfishly, I'd like to stay here forever. <laughs> unselfishly, I'm going to say that we will we will leave it there to be continued. Um, where can people find you? Um, because you do online work. So you don't have to yep. be in BC to um, connect with you. Where can they find you online? The easiest way right now, my website's under construction and I'm a bit, um, I'm in the process of like really launching the social medias. So the easiest way currently is just through email and I do all of my own bookings and, and I like to have a little, um, conversation with people. Um, and so, I mean, the main thing is, is I identify what services I do. And in that, it kind of explains what I don't do. Um, and then if people feel called and aligned with that, then we book a session. So um, yeah, the best way is uh, info at thehealingmedium.ca. And I'm usually within a day, I, I respond to people. And um, yeah, we usually have a little conversation. Um, but yeah, that's the easiest way currently. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes for anybody. Awesome. So they, you know, in case you, you didn't get it. Um, okay. So before we go, I have uh, this one scenario I'd like to run through, cause I'd like to know mm -hmm. how people, um, what would you do if it was groundhog day, what would your groundhog day look like? <clears throat> but it's the best groundhog day ever. So it's not like in the movies where he has the worst day over and over and over. You have your right. best day over and over and over. <clears throat> Tell us, what does that look like for Kevin Lewis, your best day? Ever? Wow. Oh my gosh. That you get I'm not even, it. yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to think about it. I feel like my best day, Stephanie, is when I am present. And I think that just being in that moment of being present, like, regardless of the past and the future and all of that in my mind, I feel like when I'm able to be really in the present moment 
um, I just feel like that's the best day ever. And maybe that's like a little, <laughs> maybe that's too simple. Maybe that's a little woo woo. I'm self doubting, but in that I'm going to stand to like, to hold that. I just love being in the present moment. And so in that, if I could repeat that over and over again, that's it for me. Well, I never asked that question the way I asked it before. So we're going to trust the process that I asked it. it for that answer because <laughs> It was um, probably not just for you, and it was probably mm. for someone else that um, that beautiful answer came out. So thank you so much of for course. that. Uh, and I, <laughs> this has been such a beautiful conversation. The whole like, even before we jumped on, and just it just mm. thank you so much, Kevin. And mm. we will definitely have another one. I have no doubt. <laughs> um, and so. From my, from me to you and from the listener to you, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for holding space for me today mm -hmm. um, because I had so many learnings myself and I can only imagine um, that it will be a gift to somebody else too. So thank you. That's, oh, perfect. I love that. That's honestly, that's my, that's the intention. And that's the, to me, that's the purpose of my life. And I knew that as a child, um, and so being aligned with that in that offering, I feel like, you know, if it resonates with, um, if it resonates with one person, I feel like that's, you know, it's worth the sharing. And so in that, I just want to thank you so much. I mean, talk about easy. I mean, it felt more like a conversation, which I actually prefer. And I like it that it wasn't a thousand questions about me because I'd have been like sweating profusely and like, anyways, I appreciate the space that you hold for people um, and the healing that you offer knowing or unknowingly just for um, the way you language things and the conversation that you have and the, the openness. So I appreciate it. I appreciate Thank it you, intensely. Yeah. And on that point to the listener, you know, if you are so inclined, reach out to myself or mm -hmm. Kevin, let us know that this resonated because, you know, we are human. We mm -hmm. do enjoy some validation sometimes. And it's just nice to know that this reached um, somebody's heart. It's just yeah. a beautiful thing to that. So we look forward that. to hearing from you, the listener and Kevin, till we meet again, sir. Till we meet again. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Well, that concludes this episode of the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and don't forget to share to anyone you think would enjoy it. And remember, we are all a little woo woo. That's what makes you you. Much love to you all. Until next time. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has